two saved messages received two forty six p.m. on Thursday, the tenth of June. Oh, Gareth is going to Le Mans to watch the cars go round the track. It's a twenty-four hour race, and the winner has done very well because it's a twenty-four hour race. That's quite hard. They have different drivers in the cars. They swap over, swap over, swap over in Le Mans to the cup at the end of the race. Hooray! Hooray! I've won the 24-hour race. 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 That's <laughs> good, isn't it? Know, is that a good song or what, Gareth? Listen, mate, um, hope you get this message. Have a great time at Le Mans. And I'm sure the spirit of Steve McQueen will be all pervasive. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed 2010 Le Mans 24 Hour Report. I'm, I'm sitting with Zog in a rather nice French restaurant out on the pavement in the little village or town of Arnage, which gives its name to a section on the Circuit de la Sarre, where the race takes place. Today is Friday, it's the driver's parade later this evening, and there's always something going on in Arnage before and after the race. So we thought we'd come down here, get a bite to eat, and take in the sights. And there's some good sights, aren't there, Zog? There are some fantastic sights. One is just hoving into view right now. Beautiful old Stingray Corvette. Look at this. Oh, now oh. that's a proper, proper car. Oh, Thank you. A little, little tickle on the accelerator. This is a great little spot to sit down and have a bite to eat, relax, and soak in a bit of that Le Mans atmosphere because a lot of people come down with their cars and drive up and down the main street here. Not showing off exactly, but parading perhaps. So, you know, we've just seen half a dozen Corvettes drive by. It's a great spot to be. Now, this is our, well, my sixth and Zog's fifth trip to Le Mans. And uh, this year, we're doing it as we prefer to do it, and that's camping almost within the circuit. We're actually at the campsite right by the Porsche curves, just on the outside of the circuit. And it's very civilised. It's only a couple of kilometres walk to the grandstand. We arrived uh, yesterday evening, so it was Thursday evening, about 9 o'clock, got the tent up, and then made our way up to the circuit to watch a bit of late-night qualifying. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, not least because at that point, I think we both quite badly needed a bite to eat, so we were able to get some chips and sit in the grandstands and, and watch the end of qualifying unfold. That's the beauty of it, of arriving to watch the qualifying on race day, it's very hard to get into the main stand unless you've got a ticket. We've only have general admission tickets, but for qualifying, you can get right into the main stand. Oh, and got a stingray. oh listen! Oh, nice! Oh, oh Mustang and a Mustang. Yeah. Oh, you see, you're spoiled for choice. You don't know where to look. No, you are. It's, it's like being in Sancho Bay, isn't it? It's car nut heaven. As we were driving up to Arnage here, it just struck me that it's like you're taking an everyday scene and replacing about 90% of the regular road traffic by fabulous cars. Yeah, uh, and it's a treat for the eyes. I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. I think one of the beauties of Le Mans is that it's not just a motor race. It is the greatest race you'll ever see. But it's also a people's show. I don't know if it's in the spirit of French egalitarianism, but the idea that the people who come and 
join in with the show in their cars, whether they're ordinary hatchbacks with Le Mans 24-hour stickers all over them or something glorious like that unbelievable Corvette 427 that went past earlier on. That is as big an attraction as the racing itself. As we watched qualifying last night, and ultimately is the race that we have come to see more than anything, it's incredible as you walk up to the main stands, you hear that commentary in the French language, and it just creates that sort of atmosphere like that Le Mans film that we all know so well. It's kind of more dramatic in French. There's something about... Because you don't... Ferrari, 4.30. Because we both speak a little bit of French, but not enough to understand commentary over a PA whilst a race is going on. And the fact that you can't understand it, it just makes it more exciting because every little phrase is imbued with more drama because you don't quite know what they're saying. You think they're saying something spectacularly important and they may just be saying that that car's a little bit more blue than it was last year. <laughs> but, it, but it sounds better than that. Uh, as Zog pointed out, neither of us speak tremendous French. I have a, an understanding Zog's pretty good actually you're almost fluent I'd say mate you're very no, I'm useful not, I'm not. conversational French and it's enough to get to where we want to go order the food that we want to eat book the tables that we want to book over the phone when necessary but that, that's about as well there's a new Jag XJ French registered just gone past as well in black lovely but talking about French one of the sweetest and yet saddest things I've ever seen at Le Mans was written on a homemade flag yesterday on the start finish straight someone had painted up a bed sheet and the message and I think even if you don't understand French you'll understand this but I'll translate it anyway the message said Le Mans Saint Pesca c'est pas Le Mans in other words, Le Mans without Pescarolo simply isn't Le Mans. Because there are no Pescarolos here this year as a team. Yeah, very sad. I mean, there are a couple of Pescarolo chassis here being raced by someone other than Pescarolo. And yeah, that is a great shame. And as Pescarolo's first year at Le Mans was actually the year of my birth, it turns out, I feel just that little bit more affinity for the guy. And it's, you know, he embodies the passion of Le Mans. Great shame he's not here. And Henri Pescarolo's team are actually based here at Le Mans so apart from that they are the local team and would you believe it just as we finish this little bit merci madame Zog's having a steak and chips and I'm having a mushroom omelette and chips has arrived so um, um, salut 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 and uh, we'll speak to you later till Le Mans Le Mans 2010 with Gareth Jones on speed That's the sound we woke up to this morning. It's now Saturday, race day. don't know the exact time, probably about 11 o'clock, I would think. Uh, yeah, yeah half, uh, half 11 or something. Thank you. <laughs> there goes Silcut Jag. We saw uh, Sauber limping past as well. It didn't sound very healthy, did it? So tell them what we're watching, what this race is. Okay. Uh, well, we're watching a bunch of old Group C sports cars in a sport race for Le Mans. The morning before the race, there's usually various sport races, and one of them is always uh, some kind of collection of classic Le Mans machinery. Last year it was older, sort of 50s, 60s, 70s cars. Le Mans legends. Yeah, and this year it's the Group C stuff. So as you said, Silk Cut Jack. Here comes up. another Silk Cut Jack. Let's listen. And it's poignant 
that there's a jag here on this circuit today because there's going to be one later today as well, isn't there? There is, and it's a pretty loud beast, that jag, isn't it? Yeah, you know, good luck to them. Hopefully it'll be the start of a more sustained uh, Jaguar effort at Le Mans. But um, uh, yeah, we'll see how they go. I'll make sure during the race I record the sound of some of the new and distinctive cars around at the moment. The Jag is the one you should hear. The Ford GTs is another one you yeah, should hear. definitely. And the beauty again of the Astons as they ring as they go by and the silence and the efficiency of the Peugeots and the, the Audis. Audi. Yeah, 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 the diesels... Uh, Really very quiet by comparison with the screaming, rumbling. The Corvette still sounds great. Still, Despite being in a different class now, yeah. you know, they, they still sound like Corvettes. They're, they're, they're still the single most impressive bit of audio you'll hear here. Here we go, hang on. That was uh, one of those Tom Walkinshaw Nissans, uh, which uh, raced here. I'm trying to think, when would that have been now? Early 90s, perhaps. Yeah... Uh, I, I should have boned up on this. I didn't. <laughs> In the great tradition of Gareth Jones on Speed Research, we are, we, are, we are prepared for this spot beautifully. But, of course, we're not broadcasters when we're here. We're fanboys. Time is 20 past two. Zog and I are installed uh, Virage Under Trois, which is a grandstand on the side of the pits, overlooking the epic start-finish straight of the Circuit de la Sarre. You heard the tail end of the cars leaving for their parade lap. Then they're going to come round and form the dummy grid. It is magnificent to be here again. The cars are coming round now and forming up for the dummy grid. Zog and I are sitting round about spot 10, 11 on the grid. So in front of us we've got a LMP2 sports prototype. I'm not sure who it is. A couple of places behind it I can see the Drayson car. Here comes the number 9 Audi. That sort of space age whistling. Just to the right of me is the Beach Dean Mansell car, which I have to say, when I saw Mansell bringing the car to the grid, warmed my heart in a way I, I didn't expect. I was never a Mansell fan, I missed that part of F1 for a while, but seeing him in a car painting the colours of his helmet and knowing that his two sons are going to be in that car with him was uh, a powerful image. Here comes Neil Yarny's um, rebellion racing car. Someone I'm backing. And he takes up a position, a place or two in front of one of the Highcroft cars, which Marino Franchitti will be racing. Another one I'm supporting for this race. A bit further up, I can see the two Collis Audis. The Orica AIM. And one of the Peugeots, number two, I think, has taken its place. Oh, here come uh, some more Audis. Here's the number seven Audi with Alan McNish at the wheel. 
can see his distinct helmet, bit of tartan on it, and the other Collis Audi, and the other Rebellion car. Look great in this sort of the same sort of gold that was wrapped around the descent stage of the Apollo Lunar Excursion module, the LEM. Looks nice. Here comes the number two Peugeot, actually. Very blue, the Peugeots this year. Proud of their French identity and heritage. The Aston Martins now roll by, number nine, then number seven. They are the most futuristic and elegant, I think, of the sports prototypes at the moment. Although the Audi looks like nothing else I've ever seen. That's one of the joys of uh, Le Mans. So many different types of vehicles, so many different ways of cracking the nut. And this is the hardest nut of them all to crack, don't you think? And you've got to be nuts to take part. From our position, we can also see one of the video screens. It's not on the video screen at the moment, it's showing a point of view from what looks like one of the Audis. And the pace car, by the way, is of course the Audi R8. As the cars approach the position we are, it's one of those rare moments where you'll hear all the engines absolutely flat out on the same stretch of circuit. So later on, I'll try and play you some of the individual sounds of the various engines. But this time, we're going to hear everything singing and dancing at the same time. commentator says if you're here supporting Peugeot give us a cheer huge cheer and someone says but if you're here supporting Le Mans give us a cheer everybody cheered seems appropriate that they're playing uh, also Sprach Zarathustra, which was very much the theme tune of the uh, Apollo lunar missions, because the kind of uh, task that these drivers and the teams have to take on for this race is uh, pretty close to putting a bat on the moon, in my opinion. Pretty tough. There's a hushed silence of the grandstand now. I've got hair standing up at the back of my neck. And I have to admit to feel in a little tearful. It does that, Lamont. It messes with your emotions.
see the flag being held as the cars approach. Psychological battle to fight in the first couple of laps, isn't it? The first lap. heard was the entire field going through LMP1 at the front then the LMP2 cars and the GT2 cars a Peugeot at the front and a Jaguar at the back No more 2010 with Gareth Jones on speed An hour and a half into the race now and we've managed to find Richard Porter Richard set the scene, where are we? We are standing, uh, where are we? We're sort of above the paddock, I suppose. It's the easiest way to explain it. In the building that towers above the pit lane, and this is the back of it. So we're overlooking all the trucks and the, um, and the stuff. It's great here. If you have a press pass, which I'm lucky enough to have, you can walk down some of these steps and go between the trucks. And this morning I wandered down there and there was a guy just with an angle grinder cutting like an undertray or something. There's sparks going everywhere, like all over where people were walking and things. But 
it sort of speaks volumes about that kind of make do and mend spirit that you get this is obviously a last minute modification that had to be done it's brilliant and it's a really good vantage point so that's where we are since you asked it's a nice place to be on the other side we've actually just stepped outside of the Audi hospitality suite which overlooks the Audi pit and if we're lucky, I might even do a little bit of video to show you just how close we are to the Audi pit later on, and we'll, we'll post that at some point. Sog, how are you enjoying the race? Very much. My bigger concern right now is that if I spill my glass of champagne, it is going to fall <laughs> into the Audi pits, and I won't be very popular. So, yeah, we're having a great time here. We are genuinely concerned about that, that you are. If you look out of the window here, we are so close to the Audi pit that if we do drop anything it could completely mess up the race for them so be careful not to do that I saw you tweeting Richard earlier on about Mansell after yeah. what three laps two laps what happened uh, was it do you know I can't remember now I was super busy being a smart ass on Twitter but, but the gist is yes very early into the race Mansell spun out still don't know what's happened there and Zog's just dropped his Radio Le Mans radio and oh, broken no. it so the I think you're getting a quick, quick update but uh, yeah no, I mean, we, I mean we, we know that he got out of the car or rather he was lifted out of the car yeah. and uh, from our occasional dipping into Radio Le Mans we, we don't think he's been badly hurt because the medical car I think went straight back to the pits rather than to the medical centre so that's good but I haven't actually heard a proper report of how he's doing well let's hope he gets going and Richard and it's a great shame that he you know it's a huge shame that he went out so early because it was uh, whatever his chances of winning you know which were you know Slim. next to non-existent slimmer than Nigel is yeah he's, you know <laughs> <laughs> harsh but, but it's fantastic that he was here and you know and 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 making that effort, you know, uh, as a family, uh, you know, with his two sons, and it's a great shame that the, uh, it finished so early. Yeah, the Mansell team is the Brady bunch of Le Mans, isn't it? I just like the way that it said on the team listing, Mansell, Mansell, Mansell. That's in the Mansell. Nice and easy. Did you know as well? Yeah, yeah, Mansell takes Mansell. They should have been racing each other, it would have been even weirder, but... Um, also, I didn't know this until yesterday when I was wandering down between the trucks. I wandered down the side of the Beach Dean Mansell 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 uh, team. I didn't realise a Beach Dean or a cheesemaker. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Go, go and have a look down there. I assume they haven't packed up now. There's, yeah, there's a thing that says something like Devon knows how they make it so creamy or something. And I didn't realise there was how much money is in cheese. You know, all of a sudden I'm feeling even more warmly towards the yeah. now out of the race Mansell effort. How fantastic is it to have a British, an all British? driver entry in that car sponsored by Cheesemaker well yeah I'm now rooting for the uh, Brundle 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 Cathedral City car (laughs) (laughs) could we please have a more distinguished brand of cheese than a rather down market sort of super oriented cheddar can we go for um, I don't know, Alessi, 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 Paul Levesque. Ah, there we go. I'm going to suggest the Alessi, 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 mozzarella. That suit me. That's a good idea. Or the Prost, Prost, Prost uh, camembert. <laughs> it's always a popular choice. I fancy a Stilton entry, actually. We could have a, maybe, okay, next year, how about a button in a, in a Stilton-sponsored... Um, uh, oh, what's the what's the, what's the what's the fantastic one they do at uh, Neil's Yard Dairy? The um, Colston Bassett—that's the one. Oh yeah, fabulous well, You know too food. much about cheese. Listen, you I hope know too much about cheese. I hope the Mansell car gets going again. And, and Richard, you've got to get going now because you've got a yeah. treating store, haven't you? Um, yeah, unexpectedly, I'm going in a helicopter. Yo, what? <laughs> I'm going in a helicopter. I know. I can't believe it either. It's quite weird. Uh, no, someone just came up to me. Um, as part of our Audi blag, and we've got some spare tickets for a helicopter ride over the circuit. Would you like to go? And um, 
I didn't need to be asked twice. So, yeah, I've got to go now. I'm going up in a helicopter. Well, Richard, I'm going to give you a 30-second briefing on how to use the Gareth Jones on Speed audio recorder. <laughs> and I expect you to take this with you and record your screams. I'm glad that was a 30-second briefing on how to use the recorder, not a 30-second briefing on how to use a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there really would be screams otherwise. I've been in a helicopter before. I don't, I, I don't, that's the way, the way I got in on this is actually because somebody else didn't want to go because, quote-unquote, they don't trust helicopters. Richard, good luck, my friend. Thank you. Enjoy and take us with you with this. And if you want to hear Richard's screams in that helicopter ride and hear the continuing coverage of the Le Mans 24 Hours for 2010, you're just going to have to download episode 120 of Gareth Jones on Speed. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!